No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schapp. It's been a long time since Moneyball, Michael Lewis's blockbuster bestseller about the remaking of the Oakland A's, changed the way so many people think about baseball. In the last 20 years, new statistics, new analytics, new ways of looking at the game have fundamentally altered our concepts of excellence on the diamond. Well... Bill Ripken is here to say, slow down. The former major leaguer and Emmy Award winning analyst is the author of a new book, State of Play, The Old School Guide to New School Baseball. Bill, thanks so much for joining us. Well, I appreciate your time, Jeremy. Bill, what kind of tensions are there between what you identify as old and new school baseball? Well, I think first and foremost, if you're dealing with a true old school tree, there's probably a couple branches on that tree that are borderline bullyish. And I think if you're dealing with the extremist new true uh, new school tree, there's a couple branches on that tree that have a little bit of smugness and arrogance that go with it. And I believe that the branches that I mentioned, old and new, will never get along and probably shouldn't get along with anybody else on their tree as well. So uh, the one thing that I wanted to set out when I wrote this book, Jeremy, was I just wanted to establish the fact that old-school baseball guys have always used numbers and information, and it just seems that over the past few years, all the talk about the new metrics and all the analytics that are entering into the game, it almost gives a connotation out there that the old-school guy never use numbers or information, and I just wanted to establish that that's not true. And not just that, Bill, but also it kind of leaves the impression that all those generations of being in the game and the tens of thousands of games played in and coached and managed um, did nothing really to inform <laughs> these guys about what really matters in baseball, right? I, I mean, there's it's kind of, there's almost a bias against that kind of experience. Well, there's no question there is, and I, I believe, and it's not the entire new school, because I don't think you can ever drop the label like that, but the extreme sides of things kind of look at the old school guy and basically discount the experience. I like to refer to it this way. The old saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, I don't believe that. I believe you can teach an old dog a new trick if you incentivize the old dog well enough. Now, the new effervescent puppy that's come into the world um, with all the energy and the eagerness, there's something about him that I like, but there's also something true that that dog doesn't know what the old dog already knows. And I don't think you can discount what experience actually means. We're speaking with Bill Ripken, the Emmy Award winning baseball analyst for MLB Network about his new book, just published State of Play, the old school guide to new school baseball. And the book reminds me, Bill, I think I was hosting outside the lines. It was like 15 or 16 years ago. And we're talking about essentially this same issue, but a long time ago. And Michael Lewis from Moneyball was on one side of the discussion and Jim Fragosi was on the other side. Uh, and it got, it got pretty nasty, as I recall, at least in my memory. You know, <laughs> things fade in our memory and you knew Fergosi well. Um, and it seemed there was no way for these two sides to find common ground. 
Is that still the case or or is there, as you suggest in your book, a place at which both sides can meet and benefit from each other's perspective? Well, I think there should be a place. And I think the two guys you were talking about kind of are borderline on the extreme side of old and new. But uh, I love information. I love numbers. In fact, if I dismiss anything in the book um, that's regarding a new statistic or a new theory or anything else, I use numbers and I use information to back that. So I just don't make a blanket statement that I'm not going to use this. So the idea of having young Um, intelligent people entering into the game is a good thing, but they still have to understand that that old dude that might be down in the clubhouse that's running the game will use any information that's given to him if it fits into his baseball world. And I don't want him to be viewed as rigid or unwilling to change if some of the information he sends back upstairs and says, look, I can't use this, go back to the drawing board. That's where the experience comes into play. But I guarantee if you give any crusty old baseball guy more information that he can use, the inside of his thinking uh, or the inside of the box thinking that he has is going to grow. And then we're all better for it. So I'm all into new ideas, new concepts and things like that. But it has to be applicable to the game. Give me an example, um, Bill, if you can, uh, of an area in which the old school and the new school fundamentally disagree about something? Well, I disagree with a lot of the new terminologies or the new statistics that have something that's weighted, created, or adjusted attached to it. Because to me, those are three qualifiers that mean that it's not a real number. Um, I believe the old school guy still believes in the run batted in as a key component to your lineup construction. And the new school theory doesn't believe in the RBI And I'd like to look no further than the 2019 World Champions Washington Nationals, where Anthony Rendon, by the way, the best hitter, hits third in their lineup, um, led the league in RBIs. And the 4-0 hitter in Juan Soto still had 100-plus RBIs, even though the Rendon led the league. So there are ways that you can go about your lineup construction, but there's something that still works with that old-school look of your 3-4 guy in your lineup or better than the other three, four guys, you put yourself in a pretty good place to win. Now, of course, your father, Cal Ripken Sr., I think in the eyes of many people who remember him when he was in the game and he was managing, there was something about him that just kind of screamed old school. <laughs> Whoa, is that is that a fair representation, characterization, Bill? I would think so. I think Krusty actually gets in there. Um, <laughs> that's that's hard, true. Um, gets in there. Weathered gets in there. But Senior was very no-nonsense when it came to the baseball world. But yet he always used information. It was the information that was at hand. And Senior's thing that probably still sticks with me as much as anything, and I put it in the book, is if you catch it, pitch it, and hit it better than the other team, you win. And that still holds true in today's game. And I think that we've gotten a little bit carried away with all these different things that are trying to enter into the game. And if we forget about the basics, we can be as smart as any team out there. But if we don't execute all the little things on a baseball field, we don't have a very good chance to win. We're speaking with Bill Ripken about his new book, State of Play, The Old School Guide to New School Baseball. And it's interesting because, of course, um, your family, your dad and yourself, your brother, so steeped in that Orioles way. 
um, which was an organization that, that changed the game going back to the fifties with Richards and then the sixties with Weaver and so on. And you think about Davey Johnson, uh, who of course was with the Orioles and then became kind of the first manager you think of like with a printout, a computer printout of statistics, making decisions in the dugout, doing double switches and all that because, oh my God, he's harnessing this new technology. The Orioles really are, are cutting edge when you talk about this subject in I guess, uh, a late old school way, aren't they? Well, I, I think information is the key. And when you mentioned Davey, and yes, thinking about using the computer, I remember playing for the late Johnny Oates, um, and he had a index card in his back pocket. He didn't necessarily need the computer to put things out. He did his own little research, and he would have as simple as yes, no, attached to the person's name hitting in the lineup, compared to one of the relief pitchers that was coming in the game because he already did the research and he already put the stuff down uh, on his note card. So the fact that now we have iPads in the dugout and people are constantly looking at it, um, that shouldn't mean that the old school guy in yesteryear didn't do his due diligence beforehand and he knew it. And part of the things that the old school guy knew was he paid attention to the games that were played prior to that and his brain was the actual total recall and necessarily didn't need it on a piece of paper. You spent 12 years in the big leagues, but you've really been in the big leagues your whole life, Bill. Um, who, who is a player for you who exemplifies being valuable, um, bringing key talents to the team, and yet... Uh, by the metrics we now employ, the analytics now is undervalued. Somebody, who would be that guy? Well, you know, that's a really good question because all these guys now are becoming very individually metric, you know, driven. They look at the different things. Um, I, I did a radio hit in Atlanta last week, and I used the term or the player's name, Mark Lemke. Wouldn't that be interesting to see how he would have fit in when you think about the Atlanta Braves, when they had their 14 division titles in a row, um, he was a big part of some of those. And it wouldn't be the name that would jump out at you. And it was interesting because Bobby Cox knew when they did have a man on first base and there was one out and they were trying to kill a rally, that if somebody got a ground ball to the left side of the infield, Mark Lemke was going to go be the pivot man at second base and turn the double play as well as anybody. So that type of player... I'm afraid if we keep thinking about spreadsheets, we're going to miss something that a crusty old dude might be able to tell you that says, you know what, I know nothing jumps off at the board at you, but the guy can just play. So I don't want us to get into a point of this game where we may overlook those guys like Mark Lemke, because I'll guarantee if you talk to Atlanta Braves pitching staff, which they were built on pitching, they preferred to have Mark Lemke out there turning double plays for him. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't, I, I can't even count how many games I saw in which Walt Weiss up the middle saved games for them too. No doubt at that point, right? I mean, and, and he's he's a guy that had a little bit better of a career than Mark Lemke, but still, when you look at all the individual metrics that might be thrown somebody some uh, player's way he probably would not register in today's game as being one that I'm going to look at. Now, you you are a war skeptic, and wins above replacement has become, for better or worse, <clears throat> the, uh, 
the ultimate catch-all, define everything, baseball statistic. And I'm kind of a baseball stat head. I'm going to admit here, I really don't understand how it's calculated. I've just kind of like um, trusted the people who put it together. And, and, you know, you see the rankings. I think your brother is 24th all-time among position players in war. So it can't be all bad. But you're a skeptic, <laughs> aren't you, about the value of war? Well, I am because you just said you don't know how it's calculated. No idea. And I don't know how it's calculated. My researchers up at MLB Network don't know how it's calculated. In fact, different sites calculate it differently because people have different wars depending on which site you're looking at. So fundamentally, if you're going to keep a formula locked behind closed doors and then spit it out maybe every month of the season and then spit it out at the end of the year and we're supposed to say, oh, he's the best player in the game because look at his war, I have some issues with that. The other side of it is, by their definition, the wins above replacement. The replacement has been tabbed as this readily available AAA player or a guy that's sitting on the big league bench. Well, in 2015, Jackie Bradley Jr. of the Boston Red Sox was sent to Pawtucket four times, and he came up to the big leagues. By the end of the year, he had a 2.3 war. So he, by very definition, was a wins above Jackie Bradley Jr. because he was the readily available AAA player or bench player. So when you have sort of discrepancies like that and the fact that these calculations are kept behind closed doors and we're supposed to trust they're right, I don't buy into it. This is way over my head, Bill. That just blew my mind. But uh, thank you for joining us. It's a fascinating look at really you know what people talk about when they talk about baseball now. The stats, the new school, the old school. Bill Ripken's new book is State of Play, The Old School Guide to new school baseball. Bill, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate you, Jeremy. Thank you, sir. I'm Jeremy Schapp, and you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time.